this Wednesday. How we doing, everybody? Acme Army Podcast. Back in effect. I think I got the problem solved, but I don't know. It could pop up again. So I appreciate you listening and sticking with us, because today we're just going to take a little stroll through San Francisco. Let's get it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> that was a great midweek, yeah, buddy. Well, happy Wednesday. Boy, oh boy, sorry about getting that podcast out late last night. Uh, I am not very good on the technical side of things, and Eric, I wish I had your expertise with me. because <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just who to call. <laughs> I just upload failure, upload failure. But hey, we're back. I, uh, I'm on a great discussion group on Facebook, and a guy messaged me right away and said, here you go, Boomer. Here's what you need to do. So I got it set up. It was up late last night. But here's the thing. A lot of the news that we were talking about yesterday has already been outdated. Um, so a couple things we should address first and foremost. Uh, where we ended the podcast on the Badgers, let's pick up there real quick, Eric, because we were speculating Mertz, the 21-day COVID precautions, well, now the news comes out of Madison that the Purdue game is officially canceled. Yep, meaning you have to play in six to qualify. We have five left. Um, yep. The uh, positive take, and I don't have a good explanation for it yet, um, but the original Big Ten 21-day protocol would have precluded Graham Mertz from playing in the Michigan game. He wouldn't have been eligible uh, until the day after. I saw in this morning's paper that um, – through testing and a radiologist, I don't understand, it seems like skirting the rules, yeah. but the Graham Mertz may, in fact, be able to play in that Michigan game. Ooh. Which is, uh, well, you, know, you go to a fourth-string guy who's never played versus a guy who just went 20 of 21 for 247 and five touchdowns yeah. in his debut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, uh, he would have gave Justin Fields, I think, a hell of a run for that Heisman <laughs> this year. I, I, I mean – Justin Fields, good athlete out of the Ohio State University, but nothing like what we got with those Badgers. Um, tell Agate I says hi. And, hey, let's talk about a couple of the things that happened uh, from a COVID perspective on the Green Bay Packers. Officially, because there's little viruses whooping the butts of everybody up there in Wisconsin, running back A.J. Dillon, definitely out. Jamal Williams, definitely out. Aaron Jones, questionable, going to be a game-time decision. I'm not confident he's going to be playing. I can see him being held out again. And Kamal Martin, out with COVID. And Lazard on the bubble. And Lazard on the bubble, yeah. So, Well, that's, that's, uh, that's downright frightening. Um, it, it's looking more and more like the Packers will uh, – We'll step on the field uh, Thursday evening with two running backs on the active roster, uh, Dexter Williams, who has zero carries this year, and Tyler Irvin, who has four. Um, boy, this is a time where uh, Alan Lazard uh, and, the, and the tight ends coming back could, could make a real big difference. Now, we yeah. are playing an awfully wounded team. Yeah. Uh, we should be able to scheme our way through this. But after last week... <clears throat> Everything's up in the air. You know? Yep. When you look at the stat sheet or the injury sheet for San Francisco, confirm now Debo out, Coleman's out, Kittle on IR, Garoppolo on IR, Mozart on IR, Jordan Reed 
Remember when you wanted Jordan Reed? Absolutely. Remember all those years you always suspected, hey, man, maybe we should get Jordan Reed. The guy has never finished a season healthy. Again, on IR. The receivers, Jalen Hurd and Chris Thompson, are on IR. So that leaves them with, you know, Mullins is going to be their QB. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, I believe is his name. And the tight end replacing Kittle is Ross Dwelly. Four targets last week, one reception, 16 yards, one touchdown against Seattle. Not going to be the weapon that Kittle is, but uh, we have different looks to take into consideration when game planning on a short week. Yeah, no doubt. That, uh, the, the, the only one there who really scares me is, is uh, Brandon Ayuk has already displayed uh, the kind of difference maker that he can be. You and I spent a lot of time uh, last spring mm-hmm. talking about him before the draft and, uh, and how nice he would look in green and gold. Uh, but goodness gracious, uh, what a... What a budding young star in this league. Yeah. He scares me. But I would, you know. I, would, I would love to be behind the scenes. I wish we could be behind the scenes, Eric, when Gudikins in the front office is saying, we got to trade up, and who are they targeting? Were you really looking at Brandon Ayuk? Were you looking at Justin Jefferson? Or was love your guy? Because Brandon Ayuk on the Packers with Devontae Adams is just mouthwatering as far as I'm concerned. Yep, no question. So on defense, though, uh, look at the IR here. D Ford, Richard Sherman, Bosa's out, Solomon Thomas is out. They had Ezekiel Ansa on their team. I didn't even know he was on their team. And he's on IR. So really they are decimated on both sides of the ball. And that's the scary part about it. Playing the unknown, not scheming correctly. Yeah, Um Hopefully it pays. I'm just looking at, at some stuff from uh, from last week. And, and concerning to me, uh, fortunately, they don't have the depth of wide receiver that they uh, uh, came into the league or into the year with. But last week, uh, we played eight-plus defenders in the box on 19 carries, resulting in 89 yards. Less than eight on 15 carries, resulting in 84 yards which just basically tells me it doesn't matter what we do. We can't seem to stop their run, stop the run. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the horror of having to remember what happened twice to us, to this team in San Francisco last year is uh, yeah, tough to take. Um, yeah. From a, from we, a, I'm sorry. Well, if we can't, if we can't beat a team that's this wounded, mm-hmm. um, we're, uh, we're in for a far more, uh, interesting season than than we think yeah it's it's very similar the green bay packers offense and the san francisco's offense you know both putting up about the same passing yards both putting up damn near the same rushing yards on defense though that's where you know the packers are giving up 119 yards a game san francisco's giving up 105 yards a game you know we're giving up 363 passing yards a game. They're giving up 324. It's very similar. You know, the injuries in our scheme are going to be the really the crossroads of how we go about this game and if we're going to come out victorious because, Eric, we need it. We need this victory for Packer Nation, for uh, a jump start in morale, and just to kick into this 10-day reset that we get from a Thursday night game to come back for the second half really fired up. 
Yeah, that's 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 the way we kind of have to look at it, <clears throat> and and getting that uh, little mini buy with the Thursday game to finish the first half of the season, hopefully with a big win in Santa Clara, California, mm -hmm. uh, is uh, it, it would be uh, it would go a long ways towards calming people down, which you know we all panic. <laughs> yeah. Lose a game and we all panic. Well, uh, we need to put something up to calm the petting needs to get fired but we need to show something on defense and hopefully with you know nick mullins as the quarterback maybe this is the week we get an interception i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> uh some other notes out of san francisco they released dante pettis after he could not get traded yesterday eric now the trade deadline all the fluff, all the articles that are out on the Packers sphere. Everybody is getting clicks on who should be traded. We have to get back to the core of the NFL and real in-season trades. It's a rare thing to happen. And we act like, hey, man, it's free wheel and money. We're going to go and do it. Hey, you're not going to spend a second round for Will Fuller? Ah. Well, now all of a sudden, that doesn't go through. And you got a guy like Dante Pettis who's just released. You got another guy this morning out of Chicago, Ted Ginn Jr., released. Two guys in previous trade scenarios we had been attached to. So what are your feelings on those two guys? Um, I think both of them, in essence, for free in terms of not having to trade uh, players or draft capital um, is probably, you know, the, the Will Fuller thing, apparently we, we never got – closer than a fourth round they wouldn't budge off a second rounder you know if you could have gotten him for a fourth rounder and then maybe got a fourth round compensatory pick for him leaving it would have been worth doing it giving up a second round pick given the holes on our team uh, i think was too too much of a price to pay for a guy who's also got a, a terribly long injury history mm -hmm. uh, pettis and ginn are both capable players <coughs> excuse me <coughs> both players that uh, you, you'd have to rate as being more uh, potentially productive than MVS. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I, I, hopefully we look at them both. Yeah. It's, I think they're both, they're both uh, vested. So they, would they be uh, waiver designees? I don't know. Pettis was 2018 second round draft pick. So I don't so he know. May be at, he maybe has to be exposed to waivers. Ginn yeah. probably does not. Probably does not, yeah. I, I just think that's a great turn of events for us who were needy on the receivers. And if you're a receiver and you want a job, I, I'm, I'm sure you're having your agent pick up that phone and call the Green Bay Packers front office right now to see if he can't get in for a workout ASAP. Um, I don't know. Defensively, Eric, this game, we have to stop the run. But who's running the ball for San Francisco? I mean, we're afraid of Jarek McKinnon? No. No. Um, but, you know, we weren't afraid of Raheem Mostert either. <laughs> Look what yeah. he did. Yeah. Uh, until this defense proves, uh, even against a, an unworthy opponent, that we can stop the run. Um this is a this is a problem that's going to need to be dealt with, and it's going to need to be dealt with internally at this point. Um, you know, it's it's not as if Mike Pettin didn't dramatically uh, change the scheme for 
um, the Vikings, and, and it didn't make a bit of difference. In that entire game, we played uh, three snaps a nickel, 10 snaps a dime, and 39 snaps in base. We never play base. So even, even going to a traditional 3-2 alignment um, with our young guns didn't make much of a difference. Um, well, defense is, a, defense is all about, number one, tackling. Number two, you know, you can get those schemes and, and everything else implemented once the fundamentals are sound. And our fundamentals are not sound. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just feel like there's a fire under their butts. Matt LaFleur had some interesting things to say about Dexter Williams as well as Aaron Rodgers. And you and I yesterday, I'm very uh, bullish on praise for Dexter Williams just because I, uh, he's the kind of running back that can get our quarterback, future Hall of Famer, absolutely de decapitated during a game. And LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers came out and said that he has been working his tail off and, hey, let's see those results. You know, if, they're, if they're behind him, I feel better about it. You, know, you and I speculate on, oh, man, what's happening with this guy who's been on the practice squad? Well, they like what they've been seeing in the practices, and we'll see how that transfers into the game. How are you feeling about our boy, Dexter Williams? Well, uh, it's encouraging that uh, you get the uh, kind of uh, complimentary stuff from LaFleur and, and Rogers on it. He is that one cut back um, that, uh, that will work in this offense. Uh, like you, I'm terribly concerned about his uh, blitz pickup abilities because that's, that's going to be a part of this game big time. Uh, with two running backs, we're not going to have a run-dominated game. Um, maybe Aaron Jones gets back, you know, and, and if Aaron Jones is, is good to go, it, 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 you know, one of the things that occurred to me, um, the Vikings sat back in cover two the entire game. Mm -hmm. And the, the only way to really destroy that is with an explosive running back force them to bring the safety up. And there were some, there were some plays that uh, um, Jamal Williams made nice gains out of that, uh, that Aaron Jones would have, would have likely made game plays out of. Mm -hmm. And that's, that, that entire game could have been so different. It just, it's, a, it's a further illustration of the value that, that Jones brings to the team mm -hmm. um, when, when he's ready to go. Yeah. But uh, Dexter Williams, uh, who knows? We, we, we haven't seen him play. Yeah, well, I, and how does he catch out of the backfield consistently? That will be a, a big thing because I, I can't imagine we're not going to be in shotgun keeping Aaron as far away from that line as possible during that whole game with two running backs. Um, and that's going to open up a lot of the passing. So I, I hope that Dexter Williams shows us something on that receiving game because, again, in the open field, kids lightning. So lots of potential. Yep. All right. So we don't have a whole lot to talk about on – you know, the Vikings wrap up our show yesterday. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It was one we put together as much as we could. The throat clearing in there, Eric, I'm sorry. I, got, I, was, I was getting a little cold yesterday. Uh, the yeah, I got the coffee. The editing wasn't in there. Yeah, we got to take that. I got to take the half and half out of the 
coffee for sure. <laughs> that was I'm me. Phlegm in my throat, too. But uh, everybody out there who has been listening, you guys have been fantastic. And I, I want to let you know um, we are right now on the verge of recording our 20th episode. And not two months ago would we have ever dreamed we'd be at 20 episodes. But, Eric, thanks to you. Uh, for keeping me going and thanks for everybody out there listening and we have a lot of fun things planned for the show that are coming up so i hope everybody you know keeps liking subscribing listening share this podcast with a friend who likes the packers i'm, I'm i promise you we got guests coming up that are very credible people in the nfl industry we have all kinds of people that are connected to the Packers. We have great fan bases. We have discussions with Peter Jones from over in the UK, who is one of the best kept secrets in America. And we're going to do our best to expose him as much as possible. And again, thank you guys for all of your time. Uh, just giving us your ear. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you very much uh, to uh, the people that are paying attention. As I've said several times, I love you both. Um, <laughs> we're, we're up to at least a dozen right now, though. It's, a, it's real. It's real. I, I, I do want to just, just go back into one, one last little thing about the, the upcoming game uh, to get your opinion on. And that is that um, in, the, in this last game, which, you know, we talked about sort of a blueprint of, of how, to, uh, how to play the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Vikings only ran 10 snaps and 11 personnel, which means uh, three, three wide receivers. Uh, the other 42 were all 12 or 21, meaning two tight ends or two running backs. Does, does San Francisco currently have uh, the wherewithal on their roster uh, to do that? I, I don't think they do. And that's, that's, a, that's a big deal uh, for game planning. Yeah. Well, maybe that's maybe that's where we get a little more pressure. Maybe that's where we see Z and Preston and and Gary get a little more action in there. Um, yeah, it's a good point because their tight ends. We know how good Kittle is. He's, right. He's an All Pro for a reason because he blocks. a lot of bullets. Yeah. With this he, game. Yeah, he he blocks. He catches. He does everything. I don't know about this Ross Dwelly. We'll see, but I don't know if you know we're scheming for him like we would for Kittle. Well, and to counter that, I just uh, I, I want to kick in there too that we we were sort of doom and gloom on the uh, lack of uh, trading. However, uh, at six foot five inches tall, with a thirty-two inch vertical, and four point seven three blazing speed at tight end, the Green Bay Packers have signed former Bear Dax Raymond, and you know. <laughs> He looks a lot like Jethro Bodine. I think this kid can play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> with that, yeah. <laughs> and with that, uh, just uh, everyone have a great rest of your week. Uh, if you're in Wisconsin, enjoy this very unusual, beautiful weather. Maybe up around 70 again today um, after three weeks in the 20s. Pretty nice. Uh, can't wait for Thursday night. Uh, we'll see you all Friday morning. All right. And go pack go. That's it. We've done our duties. Job is done. Put on our chaplain. Shoo.
blue note jazz, you know, shoo-wee-dwee. <laughs>